Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories behind the rain and the fog in the trees of a town called The Fort. 
Last episode, we left Peggy in a precarious position, the floorboards beneath her feet giving way as she fell to the floor with a sickening thud. Was that the trick all along, or does the farmhouse still have treats in store for young Peggy? Listener discretion is advised. black darkness. It hurtled in from all sides. It held Peggy still, her arms pinned to her sides. Her neck kinked at an odd angle, her knees grinding and groaning as the weight of the darkness rested on her shoulders and... Or was it black? Pitch black darkness as she was hurtling through it being whipped and torn, flung about like a ragdoll as the darkness itself in one giant stuck-together ball spun on its axis as Peggy fell through it. Or was she simply sitting still, perfectly still, in a place with no light and that was all? She raised her arm and rubbed her head. Peggy felt woozy and warm in her cheeks, almost feverish, but a chill ran up her spine. She couldn't see anything. Truly, she could see nothing, not the pinpricks of the stars above her, the dimly backlit clouds of a moody night. She couldn't see the palm of her own hand, which she held to her nose. It made her dizzy and nauseous. The picture, she remembered, as she collected her wits. The picture, where had it gone? She began to pat about, assuming she'd lost it in the dark, having fallen asleep in the farmhouse, not yet putting together the missing pieces, or realizing the pieces were missing in the first place. She patted about gingerly in the dark on all fours, moving about, looking for the familiar edge of the frame. Who was the girl in the photo? She teetered to one side as she lost her balance. Peggy was unsure if it was the ground's fault. Perhaps it was pitched at a peculiar, uneven angle. Or maybe it was her who stood at odds with the floor. It was so hard to tell in absolute darkness. All she wanted was to find the photo and get out of the farmhouse as soon as possible, and she cursed herself for having fallen asleep on the floor. That made no sense, she realized. She hadn't fallen asleep on the floor, she couldn't have. She was just in the attic. It was like she had blinked her eyes, and magically it was dark and she was lost and her head felt... off. She could barely tell she had eyes at all. The space around Peggy vibrated with the reverberations of the echoing voice. Peggy bent her knees and dropped her shoulders instinctually like a field mouse caught in the gaze of an eagle and looked about despite her inability to see. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 
I've been looking for you, Peggy. How interesting it is that I would find you here in between. I wonder, was this your intent to meet me here, to find me here on common grounds? I would be very impressed with you if it were. The echoes spoke to the enormity of the space. Peggy had been moving about looking for a way out or a path, but the idea of seeking such a marked path or exit seemed futile, as the echoes of those words traveled far into the distance, and when they were barely audible, they still continued to move around the space, flitting and firing off in random directions. An echo bounces off distant walls, like a cave. Peggy knew that. She could remember howling like a wolf with Tom back in the happier days of her short life in the caverns that dotted the edges of craggy ravines on the outskirts of town. But the voice and its subsequent echoes seemed to be moving on their own, each word sprouting legs to wander through the field of the expanse and yipping like coyotes randomly as they traveled through the ceaseless night of that place. Peggy gathered what little courage she could muster, relying more on her resolve than her fearlessness. Where, where am I? Who, who are you? Oh, ho, ho, ho. you don't know. You don't know anything, do you? How fortunate for me. Well, little Peggy, let me be the first to welcome you. You stand in the emptiness at the center of all men, women, and children. The inevitable void of humanity. Welcome that barren pit. Peggy stood silent once more, listening, her natural state of being. She could hear the familiar tone of pontification. If she stayed silent, the voice would tell her more. It would brag and delight in being the knowing source of all information, the beacon in a sea of childhood ignorance. The voice, being a grown-up, she assumed, would speak down to her but in doing so, would tell her more than if she asked questions. If she asked questions, like all adults in the history of mankind, it would take pleasure in torturing her, being a child torturing her with her unknowing, until there was no more fun to be derived from the condescension and rhetorical questions. I've been looking for you, Peggy because you have something that belongs to me. Something very dear to me. You might say it's a piece of 
my heart, or I suppose. <laughs> it's in fact a piece of my very soul. Whoever spoke to her, she was most assured that she in fact did not possess a piece of their soul. As Peggy understood it, the soul it was just a word people used for the involuntary state of being alive. As confusing yet simple as that was, that's the way she saw it, and seeing it as such, no one could take a piece of that. The very first friend I ever made, he would stand at the top of a very high place, his toes hanging over the edge of it, his weight barely on his heels. La Père du Vide, he would say. The call of the void. Those are the whispers of this place. And they are always there rumbling in your belly when you're desperately hungry. They fall in your tears when you're terribly sad. They pay you in heavy dark circles under your eyes at the end of a relentless, tiring week of toiling away for someone else. The call of the void. Oh, ho, 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 Jacques and I traveled a very long time together over great distances many years ago. And when the journey seemed pointless, endless, he'd find a high place and tease out those whispers looking for some divine wisdom in them. The call of the void. He made it sound so matter-of-fact. Le Père du Vide. It always comes from within. Jacques knew that, and when the darkness within himself would not ease his worries, he'd look to the void of sleep in the night itself. La nuit porte conseil. The night brings counsel. That's when I learnt how intriguing humans truly are. Afraid of the dark, they place their lanterns and put up walls, carry knives and guns. They peer over the wall at the woods and they flinch at the noise it brings. But when all else fails, 
Where do they look for answers? What do they plead to for help? Oh, Peggy. They beg the darkness and the secrets it may hold. Oh, look at you. So fierce. Your eyes burning. You are so angry inside. And now you, the littlest LaPont, look to the darkness for answers. Tell me, does this night give you counsel? Can you hear the call of the void? The words hung thick in the air as they drifted down into her ears. She felt that hunger before, and the anger and the tiredness and loss that made her wish she did not exist. Peggy didn't want to die. She just didn't want to go on existing, just for a little. She knew she'd continue to fight. She'd continue to fight against the rapids of her world that sought to drag her under. She would continue to exist despite the impulsive and invasive words that screamed in her mind because they would pass. They always did. She never knew if she'd be happy again, but she couldn't bear to let them, whoever they were, win. <laughs> Peggy began to laugh. <laughs> it spilled out of her uncontrollably. Oh, she was always so silly when those moments of self-pity and self-loathing spilled over her. It didn't make the hurt any less that she laughed, but she didn't know what else to do. When she would cry at home, she would accidentally peer at herself in a mirror or reflective surface. The way her chin crinkled, the furrowing of her brow, somehow on her face it felt contrived. It felt fake and performative. In reality it wasn't, and it did not lessen the pain, but it felt good when she laughed at herself. It reminded her that there were other feelings in that moment when the feelings of utter hopelessness were taking over. And standing there, that voice that may as well have been within her own head that spoke to her as young as she was, she knew its aim was to make her feel fearful and helpless. But she wasn't. So she laughed. She laughed for Tom, she laughed for her mother and father, she laughed for the old woman and the brother she called Ben before he ran away. She laughed because laughing was the only weapon she had and based on the confused silence that met that laughter in the black void. It was a potent one. You have something that belongs to me. The voice repeated itself as irritation dripped from every word. You have something that belongs to me, and I want it back! Oh, you are a clever 
nothing I can see that You've made me lose my temper I must admit I'm a little embarrassed now How about this? We make a trade What do you want most in the world? I can give it to you and in exchange you give me what's mine. Oh, Peggy doubted that very much. Fool her once, shame on her, fool her twice, well she'd already been fooled twice but tried a third time and she had no intention of bargaining in good faith or entertaining the idea that this stranger had anything but ill intentions in mind. Whatever that place was, whoever that voice belonged to, enough was enough. What do you want most in the world? More frustrated, tense silence met her words. Yes, that's what I just said. Peggy grinned in the darkness. The game was on, and it was one game that as little sister she was well practiced in. No, that's what I just said. She choked back a giggle. No... I believe I said that first. Nope, I said it first. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why are you repeating my words? Why are you repeating my words? <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. yes, very funny. Peggy, would you do me a favor? Would you do me a favor? Sit down. Little Peggy LaPont's knees buckled beneath her, and she fell to the ground, her bottom hitting the hard floor and knocking the wind from her chest. I don't think you are completely aware of the situation you find yourself in. So let me enlighten you. Peggy's gregarious bravado fell away quickly as she realized she could no longer stand. She was stuck sitting, unable to resist the simple request given to her. Oh, she is a child after all. It only took a little prodding for you to start to sweat. You live in my town. I built the fort. You live because of me. You exist because of me. All the pain in this world that you've suffered. Well, I hate to take credit, but it's all because of me. Your joy and all the joy you had, it's because I allowed it. I've spent so much time 
Listening and learning since I've returned Looking for you I've met so many twisted little townsfolk With smiling faces Living in quiet desperation Filled with rage and secrets And I think it's time to divulge something I myself know to be true I think you will find it enlightening. Today's episode was written and performed by Cole Weavers. Sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the ever-wonderful Charlie P.S. The fort is built on secrets and shadows, on unspoken truths and the designs of the long shadows, whoever they may be. But it's also built on the support of its townsfolk. Would you like to support our tiny little monstrosity of a town by mending the roof of the church? or keeping the doors of the sanatorium for the lost and unwanted open. Or perhaps you'd rather help build a mausoleum for the ones who will never die. In thanks for your support, and for only a few dollars a month, you'll receive episodes of The Town Whispers released early and forever ad-free, as well as exclusive short stories and one-shots to expand your knowledge of what lays dormant and watching under the earth. Would you like to see with your own frail eyes that can only see what can be imagined by the goodness of a heart drenched in humanity by receiving digital rewards of the visual variety? All this and more will be revealed on our Patreon. Please consider joining us at www.patreon.com slash the town whispers. If you would like to support us in other ways, please consider following us on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at The Town Whispers, or by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on the show, please head on over to www.thetownwhispers.com. I got the ghost of you inside of my head. What I'm supposed to do, the blood has been shed. He got a dark pain. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.